Hello, hello. Thank you for joining me today. This is the Spicy Pecan Podcast. Have you ever had a dream that that you um you had you 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 could you do you you want you you could do so you you do you do. joining us on a brand new episode from the brand new season of Spicy Pecan Podcast. Uh, I am your host, as you know, Nina, and I want to give a very warm welcome to my spicy co-host, Liz. Hello. So Liz is brand new to the show, as you guys know, all the people who have been listening and watching. Um, Liz, you want to tell uh, just a little bit about yourself, and I'll tell them why I uh, <laughs> dragged you here. <laughs> I, don't know why, I don't know why she dragged me here, but um, I'm 44 year old mother of four. Um, I work for the Board of Social Services, and I like to travel. I like to eat. I like to laugh. So I don't know. <laughs> well, I I dragged her here because she is being very modest. She is extremely intelligent and has the type of mind that can you can really give her any scenario and she'll figure out a way to kind of relate to it, understand your point of view, understand the point of view of others. So I always feel like you always kind of come yeah. in with a very like okay, let me kind of look at this from all angles before I give you advice. Do you feel yeah, like you kind I, of look I, at things like that? I try my best anyway. Yeah. And also, Liz, um, you did a show with us uh, on the last season, like earlier in the season, yeah. and it went so well. We got so much good feedback about you that I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, this is a wrap. So Liz is actually going to be joining us for a couple of months over the spring, a little bit of the summer, and then hopefully we can get her back in the fall. Um, she's got a bunch of summer plans, a lot of obligations, yeah. um, but we're, I'm so excited to have her, you know, when we do. So um, I'll just kind of, you know, go into, uh, you know, kind of our warm welcome or whatever. And then next week we'll kind of have her, you know, help me with that. So listen, guys, you know the drill. If you are listening to this on the pod directories, make sure you leave a review that actually allows the directories to say, hey, check out this show. A bunch of people are talking about it. If you're listening or watching the show, rather, on YouTube, give a thumbs up. It's free. You don't got to give no money. It don't take a whole lot of effort. <laughs> Just make sure that you give a thumbs up. And also subscribe. If, you're, if you have enjoyed the show in the past and you haven't gotten a chance, subscribe now so that you'll be notified when shows come out. All right? So we actually started a brand new segment called Quote of the Week, and I will let Liz start. Liz, what is your quote this week? Well, my quote of the week was, they said it was a challenge, but they haven't met me. And I like that quote. I don't know who's original person to say, but um, it just, I just feel like I don't allow someone else's um, intimidation or insecurities stop me from uh, pursuing my goals, and, and you all shouldn't either. And um, we should just face every challenge boldly. I love it. Yeah, I love that. Um, my quote this week is, keep my wife's name out your <laughs> goddamn mouth. There you have it. <laughs> Don't come after anybody that I love, care about. I'm sorry, I'm coming for you. So we keeping that Will Smith energy all episode. <laughs> I'm with it. I'm with it. <laughs> 
So um, we got a bunch of current events happening this week. I will let you start. You actually have an international story that yeah. we should kind of be paying yeah. attention to. I kind of like to uh, stay stay uh, um, informed of what's going on in the world around us, not just here in the States. I think it's important just to know, you know, we're always told to, you know, keep an eye on your surroundings and other countries are our surroundings and what happens there somehow eventually affects us. So. I've been following this TikToker, and I don't remember her name. Maybe we can put it in later. Mm -hmm. She's an African-American woman who works in, you know, she lives in China. I think she's a, a teacher. Well, she's been posting about the new uh, lockdown in China. Um, they've been in lockdown uh, since April 1st. Uh, their cases are rising. Um, they were initially told they were going to be in quarantine for a couple of days, uh, and then as you know the more you test the more positive cases you get and so it went from being quarantined for a couple of days to a complete lockdown uh the people have gone uh into facilities if they're if they're tested positive they're being sent to facilities even people who are testing negative if they live somewhere and someone in that building tests positive they're also being sent to this facility for you know forcefully they're not yeah. going willingly the food is scarce, the, the prices have gone high. And although it's not happening here, this happened back in 2019 when, when COVID, when they were calling it Corona, virus <laughs> came out. Um, and it started in China, no one no one really cared. Uh, this, is a, this is an isolated uh, lockdown in Shanghai, China. So hopefully it's they, they nip it in the bud, they control it. But it's something that we need to be aware of. It's just something that we should be mindful of because it happened back in 2019 no one was paying attention then it traveled to europe and then went to italy and crippled italy and then eventually it got to us and by then we were unprepared because we thought it was a them problem so just be mindful and you know our our shelves aren't looking too great right now either and it's kind yeah. of just like you really start to think like what is going on what is really going on I feel like there's so much more than what we're being told you know what's your theory I feel like we're being conditioned to survive on less and to depend more on the government. Like farming industries, you know, are going down. Food supplies, as I don't need to tell you all, you, you all go food shopping. There's barely any meats on the shelves, um, which is worrisome. Um, it, I don't know. I, there's more to it than what we're being told. Just be mindful. Yeah. Be mindful of your surroundings. What's happening in other countries, it's, it's going to affect us. And as you have seen by going to the stores, prices are doubled and tripled and the food is less and less. So what is really going on? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like on the flip side of that, I do kind of understand why a town in China would have such strict um remedy in a way yeah. to this situation just because of the amount of people that they have how quickly we know that this spreads and they've kind of already been here done that since they've right. really been on the forefront which is a goddamn problem like why you why you why does stuff always happen where you at why does it feel like you're the epicenter of a lot of this goings on right you know? i don't know if it happened in shanghai initially right right but, but it's in shanghai now and um like you said it could be that they're just which i so hope they many people in the butt, but yeah but it's, it's just it's 
something we need to be aware of. Yeah, it's definitely, we do definitely need to be paying yeah. attention to that because we didn't, like you said, we didn't pay attention the first time. They were the epicenter. That's where it started. Had we have been watching what they were doing, I think we could have, um, we could have saved a lot of time by not fighting about the mass and seeing, oh, these guys were, they went through SARS. They're still wearing masks. You right, know what I mean? Right. So, because in this country, people were fighting about just wearing masks. <laughs> when that's really like one of the only protections that we have yeah. against it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, so as much as we should watch, I I just, people in this country, I feel like they're just going to take everything and, you know, do their own thing. Yeah. Um, but how do you feel about these people being shipped off to the facilities against their will? I don't agree with that. I, if you're quarantined, you're quarantined. I, I, I feel like that's a violation of human rights. I, and I know China's different and they do things very different there. But um, even if you're positive, you shouldn't be forced to go somewhere. There are adults and I'm sure they have um, their police. Right. Uh, but monitoring things in the streets and everything there they can't even walk their dogs it's it's been like when insane. your rights affect other people's rights that's where we kind of have to look at it where it's like okay while i understand that you should have the right to do whatever you want at whatever point when it starts to harm someone or when it has the potential to harm a group of people now we have to look at tapering back your rights. And this isn't something that is a permanent, you know? I don't know, because I, I let me tell you, I, I, did, I was like Houdini and I, I escaped COVID for two years. And then this uh, January, when the, it went, like it peaked and everyone got it and caught the wave. I caught, I caught COVID. And I, let me tell you, I, I stayed home and I did what I was supposed to do. I would have been so devastated if I would have been forced to go to a facility and leave my my home and my children and not know how long I was going to be in you know in that facility or what was going to happen to me in that facility it's scary yeah it's just scary because what why are we forced to go to a facility like what is, what is happening because you can't really trust people to do the right thing you I can't trust that everyone's yeah, going to I, quarantine at home and not you know interact with other people you can't trust how, do we, how would you feel? Okay, let's let's say you get tested positive. You haven't caught, caught COVID, have you? I'm sure I, I. I feel like I have. I've never tested. Po uh, well, let's say I've never tested positive. <laughs> um, uh, but I do believe that I've had it at least once. I think I might have had it twice. Okay. Um, but what were you? Really how How would you have felt? If you did go to a facility and you got the test and they were like, oh, well, you know what? Now the health department is involved. We're shipping you to this facility, pack your bags, and you're going off and you're like, you know? Yeah. I would not enjoy that. I wouldn't like it. But at the same time, I get it. I, I do get it. It's like, you know, we don't want people to commit crimes either. But we have prisons for that reason. Yeah. You can't just assume that someone is going to do the right thing. And also, your discomfort is a small sacrifice to know. pay for people's lives. I'm so against it. I'm so against it. I'm so against I facilities. I think in this country, I, I'm, not, I'm not for facilities. Like, I'm not saying, oh, we should have a bunch of facilities here. 
But I can understand why a government would say, you going to trust the I don't people to do get, it? Put me on house arrest. Give me a, a, a monitor or ankle. I would. Or that don't could send be, me away. No. And that could be an alternative. Yeah. You know, that could totally yeah. be an alternative. I wonder if it would be cheaper if instead of nah, housing all it's these equipment. people. Everyone would need some type of equipment. You now have to have people monitor this equipment. So those are extra bodies. I, yeah, I, like, I, I, it would be know. a whole new kind of... I, I wouldn't even mind if there was like a solar panel thing attached to it. I just had to stick my leg outside the thing. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? I don't do anything just yeah. to be able to stay home and know that I'm safe away from whatever else is going on in those facilities. Right. I but on the flip side of that... Are you going to go to the hospital if you feel like you're dying? Because that's a facility. I would not. You would never go to a hospital. I would like. I Had would, you have been in your room quarantining and you stopped eating, you couldn't breathe. You wouldn't have called the ambulance. I I told my family, if, if, don't put, don't send me to the hospital. I feel like people who were going to the hospitals. Maybe this is me being super uneducated. However, I feel like those that did go to the hospital that couldn't breathe, they didn't come back out. And they were, it, there's a big story behind that as well. Like they were putting yeah. them in induced coma. In the beginning. And, and that was killing them. Those, putting them in induced coma, that was, yeah. I feel like they had a better chance at home. I bought a nebulizing machine. You know, I had, you know, home remedies that I was doing. I, I was just like, I'm not going to the hospital. Like, yeah. I'll drink Pedialyte and I'll use a nebulizing machine. If I die at home, I die at home. And that's how I felt. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know if it was the right thing, but... I mean, I get that up to a certain point because when you can't breathe, you're not just going to say, let me die here. You're not I'm sure. There I'm was sure there'd be a survival thing that was right. A survival thing would definitely kick in. Um, but if the nebulizer would have alleviated, if I was having breathing problems and it would have alleviated some, because I watched. Yeah, I, you would rock I, it out. Well, what I did, I, I like to look things up. I do. So I did the whole, um, I, I watched a bunch of YouTube videos on people that were using the nebulizer who couldn't breathe and it helped them. Right. So that's why I ordered the nebulizer machine. So I did my research right. before. But remember, Liz, by the time you got it, there was research to have done. Yeah. In the beginning of the pandemic, doctors didn't know what to do. Nurses yeah, didn't yeah, know yeah, what to yeah. do. We didn't know yeah. what to do. No, yeah. So, yes. But by the time and I doctors got it, I was and hospitals like, have definitely come forward and said that in the beginning, the way that they were putting a lot of people on these breathing machines, the way that they were handling COVID was not good. Yeah. But we did not have the information that we needed to do good. Yeah. And the reason why we're, everything seems like, oh, well, why didn't y'all just do it the way? Well, that's how we're doing yeah. it now. Yeah. You know, and you know. But there's all, there was also ways of massaging the back to open up the lungs, not sleeping. Like there's a, there was a lot of, like you said, after the fact, but. Right. By the time I and, got COVID, it was two years in and I was just like, and when my mom caught COVID, I called my sisters and I was just like, don't send mom to the hospital. Like I have a nebulizer machine and there's ways of opening her lungs and stuff like that. I didn't want them sending her to the hospital. Yeah. Unless, like you said, like she really just, the oxygen was gone. Like, right. Of course. But And now there's a pill that you can take in the hospital while you are positive for COVID, which we did not have that extra layer when it first started. Yeah. Um but yeah so here we are two years very later we're still talking about this so. and we're going to continue yeah. to because these pandemics as we can see the world is a lot smaller than we think that it is and we are a lot more interconnected so these topics and these issues should still continue to come up because 
we do kind of have to figure out ways to protect each other and also not strip people of their yeah all of their rights yeah okay so from china <laughs> to now florida <laughs> to black china listen and that's that's this is just such a reminder i mean china definitely rocks a lot differently but leaders our political leaders are are they just hold so much power the fact that the shanghai whomever whatever they're called over there said shut them down yeah same thing that happens here only it's our fault because we are voting these people in yeah so i just wanted to point out a story of what's happening um ron DeSantis has basically put the the gloves down on on disney one of the biggest companies in the world so Ron DeSantis on Friday signed a bill stripping Disney World of its status as an independent special district, fulfilling his request to punish the Disney company for its stance on social and education issues, one of which being the Don't Say Gay bill, which mm -hmm. we just kind of um, updated ourselves yeah. on what actually meant. There are so many things that happen now in um, you know, in government. I feel like government ran a lot more slow then I feel like it's running now. Yeah. Um, so it's just, it's a lot of stuff to keep to keep up with. But, so we did do a little research about that. But if you don't know what the Don't Say Gay bill, it essentially, um, Ron DeSantis released a bill that will go active July 1 that says that um, elementary school children, I believe it was like kindergarten age, the teachers are not allowed to say anything that has to do with sexual identity or gender identity. Um, which can be difficult if you're being asked a question or if you are um, trying to encourage tolerance. So a lot of people didn't like that bill, but that was just one of the reasons why he's going after Disney. Um, here's the thing. Disney pays all, I mean, primarily all of the taxes for two counties, the two counties that they surround in. Right. Um, so he's going after Disney now basically taking away their power to have their own cops and you know have their own zoning and all of that and um this is going to have a huge effect to the residents and it's like it's almost like he's not thinking this through like first of all running with what, his ego running with yeah. his ego what do you think about a politician basically having a vendetta against a corporation and now it's playing out with our tax dollars right and I, um, you know, I think he's like I said, he's running with his ego, and I and you know you have to separate too. You have to deal with them on a you know you can't allow your your personal feelings on what you're trying to push, um, allow you to dictate how you handle a entity like Disney, obviously, and also like you said, it'll affect the residents. Yeah, you're not thinking about the residents. I think it's Orlando and Kissimmee, actually. It's the it counties. Is. It's Ascala County Ascala. and Orange County. Oh, my so God. Disney, no, you're right. Uh, um, those are probably in the county. Oh, okay. Those oh, are probably, probably cities in the county. But um, it gave, it gave actually, I'm trying to find how big Disney actually is. I know that they pay 53, nearly $53 million in taxes a year. But Disney is acres. Okay. How many? How much in taxes? 53 million. And now the resident's supposed to pick up that tab. He's not thinking. And you have a lot of, there's a huge retirement community in Florida. A lot of people just go to retire, to Florida to retire, excuse me. Um, 
And so there are fixed incomes, so and now they have to cough up extra money and, monthly. So that's a big thing. And then all the people that Disney employs, you take away these special permissions, does that mean that the business model has to change? This is the way that Disney's been operating since they opened, 1967. Yeah. I don't know. They had this special this permission. This is very powerful, and I'm sure they're going to lawyer up and fight this. Yeah. So. I just, I, the balls yeah. to go up against Disney. I know. Um, but Disney is 25,000 acres, nearly 40 square feet, right in the middle of Central Florida. So this is definitely going to be very interesting to see how this plays out. I think that this is a the reason. One of the bigger reasons why I pointed out this particular story is because, I mean, I've said so many times I can't stand Democrats or Republicans, but Republicans are out of control with the bills that they are trying to pass in this country literally like pushing us all backwards as a culture yeah you know if a teacher or this education issue could have been handled in a lot better of a way than than this this is basically a vendetta playing out you know you what i mean saying? within the schools yeah, I mean, if they want to have uh, specific language, like these are the things that you can say and can't say, because I feel like you have cartoons. To be, yeah, you have to be careful though, because um, children are impressionable, especially in an elementary school age group. Um, he's, he, I believe he's mentioned kindergarten to the third grade. So you don't want to sexualize anything for them at but that age. But that's my problem. Being gay, lesbian, LGBTQ is not sexualized. It's only sexualized by straight people because that's all you see it as. But you they see should, it as they should, sex. My thing is they shouldn't speak about straight, heterosexual, or or gay stuff. Like, it shouldn't be sexualized. If you're going to talk about accepting um, a boy who wants to dress as a girl and, and make sure that, you know, so that those children are protected have that conversation but we don't have to discuss the sexuality of it you know what i mean don't sexualize it it's okay to be a boy and wear a dress to school they they want to talk about though I, I feel as though it's how you're presenting it in a sense as long as it's not when my children were in elementary i didn't want no one speaking to them about anything that was sexual whether it was heterosexual or from the gay community because they don't need to be overwhelmed with that let them feel their feelings on their own um i remember i remember when i was a child and my favorite artist was boy george mm -hmm. and he wore the makeup and, and the jewelry and all that and i loved him and I, he was a boy that wore makeup and jewelry and I, yeah i never thought about his sexual orientation didn't care didn't think of it but i also at that age probably wouldn't have Wanted someone to tell me, well, he kisses boys and he likes, well, I, I, I was too young for that. Right. I just liked him but for that's, who he was. Just saying that someone is gay or saying the word gay or saying the word lesbian or identifying what this person is, it's not a, it's not sexualizing it. Like you said, you like Bore George. You didn't have no idea what Bore George was not doing. Nobody yeah. was saying anything about sex. And I highly doubt by someone saying that, Oh, um, yeah, that's little Jerome's uh, two daddies. They're gay. He's not thinking about them having sex. You are. Yeah. This is, but I just want to yeah, say yeah. this. 
this is where the this is one of the big issues that it, it stops the understanding because straight people when they think about gay when they think about lesbian your your mind automatically goes to the sex like the sex part of right. that relationship but relationships are so much more than that and you can talk about being gay without ever having mentioned sex. Right. I, but I wonder, and I agree with you, I do. Um, I'm just trying to see maybe how he's thinking it. Because remember what you said earlier, if you bring it up, then you would have to answer other questions that come after that. And maybe they're, and I'm not justifying it, but I'm just trying to figure out this is how he's thinking. If you bring up the word gay and the child says, well, what is gay and what does it entail? Now you have to go further and explain it. Maybe, maybe that's what he's trying to but avoid sex, that conversation. But sex can know. never, sex can literally never even be mentioned yeah. in that right. entire conversation. And, you know, this is just one of the things that we have to work out yeah. as, a, as a people because this is an international issue. People sexualize the gay thing. Gay people are not just by us existing. We don't breed sex. We don't. <laughs> like, I want sex. Today. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. But we are so sexualized because that's how. That's all people see. That's yeah. all people think about. That's what they, they, you're right. That's it. That's how I remember read, so. when I came out. Um, I don't ever remember having this exact issue like within my friend circle. But when I first came out, one of the like some of the stories that I would hear is oh, well, they don't want so-and-so to be at the wedding because they're gay. Or they don't want so-and-so to babysit the kids because they're gay. They don't want so... And it's because, like, oh, well, I just don't want that around the kids. But it's a reality of life. It, there are gay people. And just like anything else, just like you're not going to explain electricity in full, you know, yeah. with the kindergarten... Yeah. There are pieces of electricity that you can start to um, make them understand so that when they do go out in the world, it's it, we're making it a bigger thing than it is. Yeah. It's not a big thing. There have always been gay kids people. Are super there simple. Been, they're super simple. They uh, don't care. Yeah. We adults care. Adults are, oh my God, my kids are going to be like talking that. about sex. My I kids was are like that. I was like Listen, that. I have to admit. I and guess like what? The thing is, is that you... You can't hide your kids from everything. And the more information you actually give them, the better equipped to real life they yeah. are. You know, I don't think that it like ruins the innocence or anything yeah. like that. Kids are, kids are kids. We think about it too much. I we, feel like, I feel like when it comes to, what is it? What is it? Ron Dam DeSantis. DeSantis. I feel like he's seeing it one-sided. I don't, I don't think he's thinking it through. And like I said, I wonder if he's just thinking if you mention the word gay, it leads to more because he's oblivious to the fact well what you just said that just being gay doesn't mean that you know you just it's about sex. It's more than sex. And you are right when when a heterosexual hears someone's gay, the first thing that comes to mind, oh she likes to have sex or he likes to have sex right. with the same sex. So I like I get it. I, I think he's thinking one sided. Um, if it is going to be introduced in the schools, I think it should be more targeted so that the children who are um, gay and who are um, transgender, I mean, they could be protected. They would even know what that. I age. think no, kids, kids, 
Kids are bullies. Kindergarten. Absolutely. I don't know. No, I mean, I don't know if. Oh yeah, true. I remember my that's teacher. That's true. Getting yeah. bullied in yeah. daycare. Kids are reckless. You know. So, so that's another reason why this should right. be actually spoken about on some level at that age. It should. You know, it should be something where you get the the point five version. Obviously, yeah. not the full full version. I but feel like it should start from home too. Like we can't yes. put everything on to the officials and then the teachers and all that. We as a parents have to take responsibility of what our kids are learning and how they're learning it, and teach them to just respect people, all people. Yeah. And so if we do that at home. It doesn't matter if they're being taught in the schools. We should take responsibility of how our children um, are being educated. And also, when it comes to regards to stuff like that, you liked Boy George, but you are straight. Yeah, yeah, I didn't teach. So me. that's another reason <laughs> yeah. why you know I think this is an important story because listen, if you have never heard it before. I don't care if you put your child in a, a room full of all gay people. It does not mean that that child is gay, going to be gay, going to ever be interested in being gay. They may have a bunch of gay friends growing up, but you cannot manipulate someone's sexuality. You can't. You can expose people to transgender. All the, I'm yeah. either going to like it or not like it. Now, that doesn't mean that experimentation won't happen experimentation yeah. may happen but i guarantee you a lot more of these straight dudes have experimented throughout their lives than they will be comfortable to say because we've created so many barriers around it so what i'm saying is simply being lgbtq is not a sexual thing and also you cannot make somebody gay I've been trying to make myself or not anymore, but I tried to make myself straight for years. I remember you telling me this when you were younger. Like for you used to, years. You used to pray. I about used it. to pray about it. I became yeah. promiscuous behind it. Just trying to do anything to not be gay. I did not want that to be my thing. Yeah. So, you know, I yeah. that that was a that was a really good story yeah. to kind of talk about. Yeah. And it's good to talk about it and yes. normalize difference. And, uh, and that's the thing, it's the spreading of colonial, colonialization, is that what it's called? The spreading of white supremacy yeah. <laughs> is why we have these, that gay and this and that. Yeah. It's the spreading of that idea throughout the world, because if you look prior to that, there was always two spirits, there was three genders, you can look at cave drawings, actual cave drawings in different places of the world, and you will see that men have always been interested in, in men. Women have always been interested in women. No, it's not everybody. It's not ever going to be everybody. But it's never not been there. Right. It's always been there. Agree. Um, so from Florida back to China. <laughs> but this time we're talking about black China. <laughs> black China. Oh, my gosh. All right. What do you know about black China? Do you know anything well, about her? We know black. I I know black China back from Tiger Days. You know, like she was the hottie on his on the rapper's arm, and then uh, and then Kylie was with Tiger, and then Black China pulled out you know the tricks off the hat and got a, a baby from one of the Kardashians, and we were all like cheering it on. <laughs> Listen, so she's taking the Kardashians to court. 
Um, the reason for her and Rob had a show. They would have, um, they were greenlit for a season two. Um, but the, she's saying that the Kardashians stopped that season two from happening, even though it was already greenlit. And she's also accusing them of stopping a bunch of other bags of hers. So she's taking them to court for yeah. taking money away from her. Now, <laughs> what I remember, and I, I'm going to mention this because it's something that Chris said. What I remember about that show, did you ever watch the show? I did. I did. I watched it. She beat the shit out of Rob's ass like several times on that show. And she she even broke like TVs and I mean she was yeah. out of control wild on that show, yeah. right? Great television, but you ain't going to be doing that to my goddamn brother, my son. No. I stop every bag you ever even thought you were going to have. You want to So Chris yeah. in court makes a statement that Black China actually pulled a gun out on yeah, Rob. Yeah, I heard that. And now she's saying that that was a joke. When is pulling a gun out on someone ever a joke? Yeah, you're not pulling the gun out on my child. No! And we're not going to hee-hee-ha And then be surprised it. that I ripped your goddamn show away from you on a network where I am in cheese? Yeah. No. Yeah. So, do you think that, uh, one, uh... Tokyo Tony, mm -hmm. the mom. <laughs> Tokyo. <laughs> we love Tokyo. She's been doing these. Uh, <laughs> she's not allowed in the courtroom anymore, but she's been doing these like behind the scenes lives. I haven't seen. I, I haven't seen any of them. Please lives. watch one. She is no, so funny. Terrible. Like she. I don't know how these two have not just gotten their own shows. I know they do something on Zeus. I know Black China had a show on Zeus, but did she? Mm -hmm. Zeus Network is, um, it's like a, a Kardashians must not, have, must not have control over that. No, it's sure an all black. All her bags. Yeah, Zeus Network is a brand new network. It's been out for maybe like three, four years. Um, it's black owned and a lot of the um, producers, directors, wow. uh, every nearly everyone is black. Um, so that's where she got her show and that's where Jocelyn's Cabaret is on. Oh, and that's okay. where they brought the Bad Girls Club back. Now they're yeah, calling it Baddies. Oh, okay. <clears throat> to check the channel out the network definitely does really good yeah but um yeah so she was basically she was saying that they were staring at her from the peripheral vision <laughs> yeah it was just so funny if you haven't seen her little um behind the scenes of what's happening in the courtroom you definitely have to watch it but do you feel black, uh, bad for Black China? Or do you feel like the Jenners are were in the right? Like, how I do you feel? I don't feel bad for none of them. Those are rich people problems. I can't even relate. However, Black China's Black China. She can make her money. You know what I'm saying? She's she's she knows how to make her money and get but her what back. If they're, but mm -hmm. no, I don't feel bad because, like you said, she was getting. She had that show because of the Kardashians. At the end of the day, so if you're riding off of someone else's success. You either line up and play the game, right? Do what you need to do, fake it till you make it, or you're gonna get pulled. Like you're on that show because of the Kardashians. Mm -hmm. You're not gonna beat my child. Um, you're not gonna pull a gun out on him and act a complete fool and put him through it and humiliate him, and then still think that we're gonna fund you. Yeah, and remember also. Um, Kim had a very real hostage situation. Yeah. As like, I think they said two months before, um, the gun was pulled out mm -hmm. on Rob as a joke. That was when Kim had her hostage situation. Now, regardless of how you feel about these people, they are people. 
and Absolutely. the mom yes. is a real mom. Tell me which mom ain't gonna go hard for her kids. I mean, sometimes the stuff that people say about this woman is I, ridiculous. I, I, it's I like she's a mom. She's killing it. She she really say what you want about them, but they don't have talent. To me, making millions and billions that 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 takes talent. That takes a lot of talent, especially <laughs> any, you want. a lot of people can do it, but to maintain it yeah. through so Absolutely. many years, like. How many families have had reality TV shows that we don't hear about anymore? It's been like since 2007. Yeah. So, yeah. Which is years, yeah. 15 years. Crazy. It's insane. Listen. So, no, Black China, you need to find find your avenues elsewhere. You need to make your bag elsewhere. You're not making your bag off my son. Yeah. And this has always been the case in Hollywood and the music business and every business. Well, you, piss one pe you piss one mogul off and it's going to affect absolutely. your career. That's life. They get black labeled. Yeah. But also men abuse against men is so downplayed. Um, unfortunately. Oh, he's a man. She, he could take a hit. He could take no. But let him pop her upside her damn head and then, and then, then he's the bad guy. No, so right. think, you know, men, you know, physical abuse, domestic violence against men is a real thing and it's starting it's it's kind of like their Me Too movement too, because now you have the Johnny Depp coming out, and we're right. seeing the real deal with that in the Kardashian, you know, Rob Kardashian. So it's not it's not funny, and it's not cool. And no, keep the your hands to your damn self. Absolutely, keep your hands to and if you can, yourself. You're gonna make your back somewhere else. Yeah, especially in anger. Yeah, we play fighting, we wrestling yeah. around, having fun. That's nothing. I don't even like that. I, I don't. Like, I'm not a big fan of that either. And I and I teach my kids don't. Uh, my daughters, um, they're all adults and they have boyfriends, whatever. Don't play fight because it always leads to some someone. Someone's gonna get offended. Someone's gonna get hurt. So don't even play that way. But you know, I mean, I so to I've do never it been a fan. anger. You know, yeah, absolutely. Well, um, yeah. So make sure you check out the uh, the behind the scenes of Tokyo Tony smoking her her weed and giving <laughs> us the rundown of what's happening in court. Hopefully she can get her ass back in. There. I'm gonna see if I can grab an episode and watch. Yes, uh, ratchetness of my life. Um, but speaking of weed, <laughs> you actually had a story that kind of blew me away. <laughs> We're back in Florida with this story. Um, I'm pretty, pretty sure you all weird. heard about it. It's the it's the Florida uh, woman uh, on. Her, for her wedding, she uh, came up with this idea to have the caterer of the wedding lace their the food with marijuana. Um, and I don't know if it was edibles. I'm not sure how it was infused into the food or, or into the desserts. However, their their guest, uh, her guest at the wedding at the reception, started feeling ill, and you know they were rushing to the hospital one lady texted her husband and was like i'm in the car just in case i die in here i don't know what's going on with me a few of the people were tested at the hospital and it turned out that they were um, high they were high and so the lady was arrested so was her caterer and now they're looking up to like five years in prison i mean listen now, what they thought was a joke like you don't play that no much. you cannot that's that's definitely taking it way too far you do not give anyone any type of alcohol controlled substance anything that's going to alter me absolutely you let me goddamn know like yeah. what are you talking about you don't know what my plans are after this you don't know if i'm allergic to something you don't know absolutely. if i just i smoked weed in the past and it makes me paranoid as hell like that is not a funny yeah. joke at all that can go For, so that's bad. why i don't smoke weed everyone's like oh son and to each his own i right. don't care who smokes weed you know 
Um, but I don't because I get paranoid. <laughs> I'm super aware of my surroundings. I don't like it. So if I go somewhere and I eat something and I get high, uh, it's going to be a problem. I, mean, so I don't find that funny. Yeah, at all. I don't find it funny. I think I mean, five it's funny years. That how insane her mentality. Like, Plus, it's kind of funny how these people were like, we're ill, we're sick, and all this stuff. And really, well, at the end of the day, they're literally. But they didn't know what's going on with them. And then when you're high, you're, you're you know, you're, yeah. But I would <laughs> know. No one has ever had, no one in the history of humanity has ever had an overdose from weed. So while they might have thought They're they were sick at the time, out, like, they were skitzing. Yeah, they were skitzing. You, know? you can't give people stuff, even something like weed, to people without them knowing. Like, without that is just consent. wild. Without their consent and so her and the, and the caterer. Like, what? The caterers, the caterer, I feel like, probably didn't even really know what the real situation was, maybe. She might be able to get out of that because she was being paid. I mean, you're to still... make the edibles, and she like maybe she assumed that the guests knew. Oh, she might have a fighting chance, but the but the the bride, she's she's looking at fines and, and five time. years is absolutely ridiculous for that for that offense. Five years, I would say a good three days, and I highly doubt <laughs> you're ever going to do it again. And also remember, you're still subject to any lawsuit. So yeah, what is what is this is the, the problem? Yeah, why are we always trying to send people to prison? What the hell is that supposed to do? What You're does right. that actually yeah. do? What happens after? Like I just don't get it. Other than the person being more jaded than they ever were, having now a jacket and all this other stuff to deal with. She should have to do community service or community something. Community like, service. For, she didn't kill nobody and there years. was no threat of anyone dying. I don't know. Dying, but, but, like, but again, like you said, you don't know if anyone was allergic to something. You don't right. know how it could have told. That it is was wrong. Thing. Don't do it. But, but jail should... We got to stop making jail the remedy to every damn thing that you do. Yeah. Traffic stuff. You should never even step foot in a jail for a traffic? Yeah. I, I, I don't care think. if you have 20 seconds. What does that have to do a, with Unless me? it's a DUI, I'm sorry. Absolutely. Uh, you know. I've gotten a DUI and, myself. And someone dies. I had a DUI myself, and I absolutely agree with how they have it set up. Your first offense... You're not going to do any jail time. Your second offense, and it just starts to go up. Yeah. Now, if someone is injured, you got into a, with the cop, like, that's a different story. Yeah. But just in and of itself, being pulled over and intoxicated. But unpaid parking tickets, come on. Every Everything that we can imagine here, the remedy is damn jail. Yeah. And I'm just like, what does that do? How does that benefit society? Unless the person cannot be in public with people because they're a murderer, they're a pedophile, they, you know, they like, rape, they yeah. you know, but yeah, that was a good story though. Yeah, well, <laughs> going on Florida? Oh my God, Florida, <laughs> listen, <laughs> they, they're not. Florida and Texas, I would never live there. Mm -mm. Neither would I. Y'all can keep those states. The <laughs> politics is just too much for me. Um, what's going on in the shows? To give you an idea of the shows that we are going to cover on a weekly basis, and we just want, kind of want to follow along with you guys, 90 Day Fiance, Married at First Sight, and we need your help in letting us know we need another show. Yeah, pick a show for us. Yeah, let us know what you're watching. But um, 90 Day Fiance, have you? did you get a chance to watch? I watched I, wa I watched the season. I watched the finale. Mm. So it's all wrapped up. Um, it's It's... That was a good reunion. 
the reunion was good the season was good like i like just watching they're hilarious they go through so many different obstacles and so many gimbali gimbali usman <laughs> usman usman <laughs> says it in his name <laughs> he's a weirdo he's gotta stop that soldier boy shit so there's already a soldier boy Kimberly, um, I, I was talking to someone about her and everyone feels like she's such a victim and oh poor Kim, she's such a good person Please. and she doesn't, no, she's a grown woman, you know what you're doing, you're buying his love, Yep. and not that he's a victim because yeah, I feel like they're both playing a game, they're the playing game. opposite ends Absolutely. of a game, he doesn't even like her physically doesn't want to touch her, like, kiss her or anything. Like, she says, I love you. He's like, okay. Like, yeah. does it return, you know, the response? I don't know. You know, the one thing that I can at least appreciate about him is that he treats her well. Like, when they're in the same room, that could go so many different ways. If you're not attracted to somebody, sometimes you can't help but be rude. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like, I mean, especially if someone is, if someone's hitting on you and they want that type of attention from you and you just, there's no way in your mind you can get yourself there. Like, there's no way that I'm ever going to be attracted to you. Um, that can turn very nasty. But also he's being manipulated with money and, and, and PS5s and chains and I'm, I believe she sends him money every month. So he, it's, it's a job. Yeah, and he's performing well. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Hey, and, and even when he's up to the bed with her, he put like those pillows. You guys remember? He put the pillows, and he was like, "You stay on your side, and I'll stay on my side." And yeah, I don't feel bad for her. I don't, I don't feel, feel bad, bad for, for anyone. Any, I don't feel bad for any of them. If you're for the one for Mike either, for with Jimena, because he's buying her love. If you want to buy someone's love, you better expect. Uh, to be rejected and denied of love and all that other stuff because they're not in it for any of that. They're in it for what you can provide for them. And also, you got to be responsible for the type of energy and the type of promises you're bringing in when you start dating someone. Keep that same energy throughout the whole thing. You talk, you trying to act like you mm -hmm. Big Daddy Kane and you got the money for this and you can get her a job there and you can do all this. Yeah. Keep the same energy throughout and won't want to hear nothing about somebody taking advantage of you. That was a part of your intro swag. Yeah. Like, that's one yeah. of the reasons why I'm with you. It could be your eyes are blue, this and that, and you pay my bills. Right. And for somebody else, it would be because of this, this and that. Right. Like, but that's what you came This is what with. you get with Don't me. try to, yeah. These are the things that you, you know. Exactly. They're trying to play both sides and get the sympathy. It's not going to yeah. happen. We see through y'all. <laughs> um, what about Married at First Sight is coming back tonight, I believe. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I have Married to watch it. I, I haven't watched the last couple of seasons. Um, but uh, which one do you watch? Well, I did actually start watching Australia, which Australia is out now. It is wild. Right now, they're only really, they've gone through the weddings. And I believe they're starting the honeymoon. So we haven't really hit it's many It's so wild that I wonder if it's scripted. Because it's that wild. Like, is this really happening? Are you guys all mingling? Like, it's, well, have you seen what they, <laughs> I think they do it. That's why the Married at First Sight is, it's like formatted that way now where everybody kind of lives in the same houses and stuff. That's how Australia had already done it. Yeah. So there is more commingling of the cast than we've been exposed to in the beginning seasons. Yeah. Like in the beginning seasons, none of these people knew each other. And then slowly they started, you'll see them like out together once. And then they started doing dinners and yeah. like certain things that or double dates and things like that. 
but now they live together in the same building. It's a lot more commingling. There are a lot more gatherings. So that part is a part of the show now. Would, would you marry at first sight? I would. Would you? I would do a married at first sight situation. I actually, I applied for married at first sight. No. Oh, because we, you should apply. I you? was, yeah, married at first sight came to Philadelphia. And I, uh, yeah, I remember that. And I applied along with two other girls. We all kind of did like a dare and we all applied to it. The thing is, is married at first sight doesn't marry gay people in the United States. They do it in the, in the Australia show. But I don't think there is a gay couple on the Australia show yet. Interesting. Um, or on this season. Um, but that is the only franchise that I've ever seen a gay couple on. Um, they don't do it in the States. Hmm. So, and also, uh, we learned a whole bunch of things about the process afterwards. After That's filling. so interesting. What one of the like? one of the only things I remember is that they said most people are rejected because they test positive for herpes. That is the biggest reason why most people are rejected on reality <laughs> shows, um, on reality shows in general, but specifically that one. Really? Yeah, because when I, I didn't believe it. So I Googled it and um, I think Real World had, somebody had said the same thing about Real World, hepatitis, uh, I mean, um, herpes. Wow. That's interesting. It's, I mean, it gives yeah. me comfort to know that they're even testing for those things. Would you do 90 Day Fiance? No. 90 Day Fiance is where you have someone abroad and um, probably not. Would you not. date someone abroad? Probably not. Why? Um, I just feel like long distance relationships are hard even when you're in the States. And yeah. I've had many and yeah. they're just difficult. Yeah. I feel like, um, you know, you're opting into potential problems yeah you know yeah well you know I had I, I was dating someone for a year mm -hmm. in Italy and tell um, me more it, it was <laughs> it was right before COVID hit and so um I, I had to learn how to speak Italian to, to communicate that is wild yeah. so I learned Italian and um so you speak Italian I, I can speak Italian that's yo that's You're from pretty impressive but no i i you know i'm learning it i could probably get get by that without is really a, impressive know, someone in italy taking me around um i'm probably losing it a little bit because i went from speaking to him uh hours on end every day for a year to now you know so i try to study and watch shows and stuff like that but yes but you know we have real feelings for each other it, um we were um and I, at the time, at that period, we were both going through separations and it was new to us. So we had each other to lean on for comfort. And yeah. then COVID hit and then, you know, it was like he could have gone out. I, it was in Italy. So that was, he was really um, on yeah, lockdown. Yeah, they were devastated so, for a while. And then it, then it got hard because you love this person. You have feelings for this person, but you can't be with that person. And because of COVID, he couldn't come here and I couldn't go to him. And it just really put a strain, and we both just came to the realization that, you know, we're, we're better off as friends, and we still love and respect each other, and happy for each other's new endeavors and relationships and all that. But yeah, yeah. Wow. I I actually thought about going on the show. Wow, I did. My girl was like, "You should go on ninety day fiance." Mom, and I was like, mm. uh, "You know." I mean, well, you're yeah. in a relationship now, yeah. but I guess if the opportunity <laughs> presented itself ever. 
Um, yeah, I just, I mean, I've had problems dating bitches in Baltimore, <laughs> in Jersey. <laughs> like, I'm talking about Italy. I'll be like, what the hell you doing? I don't know. You're I'm not, not even a jealous person. I'm really not. I feel like you could totally get away with a lot of shit with me just because yeah. by the time I notice, you better not even try to deny it because like, right. it's real. Right. Like, right. Know? Yeah. But uh, you, do you think I should apply again? I don't. Are they taking yeah. gay people? What's up? TLC. Where's all? Where are? All, what's happening this spring and summer? All my lesbian people. Like, where are we at? She's single. Happy in. I mean, I don't even. I feel like I've kind of just. Actually, let me share this with you guys. I recently got a reading yesterday. Oh, really? Um, yeah, shout out to Truth Tarot 444 on YouTube. Um, she goes by Truth Tarot, obviously. Um, but her email is truthtarot444 at gmail. You can request a reading and stuff like that. I actually got a reading on sales. One question for a three-card spread. Nice. And I asked, because this has been coming up in the, the um, last couple of weeks with people in my life asking me like yo are you like are you dating like what's going on right. usually you kind of got something going on right my reading said that in my life being in a relationship is not an accomplishment for me and that right now if i if i focus on being in a relationship i'm going to lose focus on on things that are happening in my career and finance sector so that actually gave me a lot of relief because, yeah. uh, you know, obviously just talking to people, sometimes people's, um, you know, they don't have any negative intention at all. But sometimes people's questions and, you know, the way they go about it can kind of make you feel like, like, oh, is that a problem? Yeah. Like, so I, I kind of started to feel, yeah, that. I started to feel like, damn, why don't I? Because I even, I think I've said to you, like, yo, I have no desire. Sometimes, like, I'll I'll have someone that, um, you know, will kind of hit it off a little bit, and I'll kind of just back out of the date, yeah. you know? And yeah, I'm like, so why is this happening to me? Why do I have no desire? So that actually gave me a lot of relief to know that, I guess, intuitively, maybe I just know that right now is the season to focus on, like, I've been wanting to buy a house. You know, there are certain things happening in my career. Yeah. There are contracting positions that, you know, have been coming up. So that, you know, that actually helped me a lot. Well, relationships are, are a lot of work, right? That's and what so it said. I was actually going to be distracted. Building a foundation on your career and your goals, to add on a relationship to that, you, something's going to fall behind. Something's yeah. going to be left behind because you have this person pulling on you. You have your career. You have all these goals. So start off your career and your goals yeah um, get that up and running and then once you're stable and you're smooth sailing and then maybe that's what she said she said it's coming she said it is a relationship yeah. someone is coming but right now i just need to stay locked in on what i'm working on as far as career and finances which is the house and there are some career things where are they coming on. from are you coming from the caribbean or are you coming from and Europe? where are you coming from oh my Asia. god i would love to date somebody from the caribbean actually one of I my exes was her. jamaican that yeah it was an experience it was it was great it was a good experience and a crazy experience yeah. at the same time but i did i like i like yeah that. i feel like I don't, you know, people are like, oh, I'm against uh, long distance. 
just do it for yeah. once. Like, what what else are you doing? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, just live life. Like, that's all I have to say. Some people are like, oh, you're crazy. I don't care. Yeah. If it's something that I'm interested in or something new that I want to venture in, I'm going to do it. Because why not? Hey. Don't limit yourself. And you know what? I think this week we should skip our regular topic and save it for next week. We've been talking for a little bit. We're going to actually release this episode before the season was technically supposed. So this is a bonus episode yeah. that you're getting <laughs> just to kind of start to get comfortable with the new format and things yeah. like that. But what do you think about that? I agree. I absolutely agree. Yeah. So I'm with that plan. Um, Liz, would you like to, you know, kick us out of here, do our outro? Yes, and uh, well, there you have it. Another one in the bag. Thank you, Pecans, for joining us. Like and subscribe. Share with a friend that you think would enjoy it. And stay blessed and spicy. See you guys. Bye. Thank you for listening to Spicy Pecan Podcast. 